Let's open our Bibles to Psalm 15. Psalm 15. We'll read Psalm 137 this evening. Short, and we've read it several times while I've been your pastor. But it fits so well with Matthew chapter 5, I have to read it again. Psalm 15 is answering the question, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Here are the character traits of the righteous. Notice there is no appeal in here to a decision made for Jesus. There's a life of righteousness appealed to, and without it you have no claim on the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Let's rise together and read Psalm 15 and test ourselves by each one of these character traits of the righteous. Together, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is contemned, but he honoreth them that fear the Lord. He that sweareth to his own hurt, and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Amen and amen. You may be seated. See, I'm simple, so I need a simple psalm. This is a simple psalm. It's short, and it's got one subject. I can handle that. Can you handle it? Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? I'd like to know. You know, I wish I could get my hands in the book of life. But what if I could get my hands in the book of life and could see that my name was there? Would that help me live a righteous life? Sorry, you don't know Jonathan Crosby well enough. I know him well enough. If I found my name in the book of life, I'd take confidence in that and live for the flesh. That's how wicked I am. So neither you nor I have seen the book of life. Instead, we get to see this book of life. It's Psalm 15. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? And then he gives me a list of the character traits of a righteous man. And if I want to be in his holy hill, my life better match up with this. If you want to be in his holy hill... If you want your name in the book of life so that Revelation 20 and verse 15 does not scare you, here is the qualifications of a righteous man. He that walketh uprightly. A man that's got an upright life. He walks uprightly. I'm not going to explain each one of these. There's enough explaining coming in Matthew 5. He works righteousness. Everything he does is righteous. In all of his relationships, all of his business dealings, family dealings, speech, He works righteousness. The way he handles his money, righteous. He speaks the truth in his heart. Now, that's a strange combination of words. I usually speak here, don't I? Oh, but the Lord Jesus Christ says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Now, isn't the word of God good at 
explaining itself? He that speaketh the truth in his heart. You know, sometimes we say things from our mouth that don't really reflect what's in our heart, and that in the Bible is called dissimulation. To us it's called hypocrisy, and better yet, what's it called? Lying. He that speaks the truth in his heart. Your heart and your lips are geared together, and they never have a clutch between them. They're geared together. So that your heart is always thinking the truth, and your mouth always speaks it. He that backbiteth not with his tongue. We don't say anything negative about other people when they're not around. Nor doeth evil to his neighbor. Nothing. Whether that neighbor is the person that sleeps with you in your marriage bed, a sibling in your house, or your parents, you don't do evil to your parents or anyone. Or someone living next to you, or someone you meet in the workplace, you don't do evil to anyone. You know what the word neighbor means. It doesn't just mean the person on your street. It means all those people God has brought into your life. It means the fellow church members, your parents, your spouse, your siblings and your family, and others that the Lord brings you. Nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. No slandering done. No whispering. No tail-bearing about other people. Verse 4, In whose eyes a vile person is contemned. You're never a friend to the wicked. If they want to be wicked, let them live their lives without friends. They're not going to have any in eternity. Why give them any on this earth? And that includes this church. In whose eyes a vile person is contemned. But he honoreth them that fear the Lord. Do you know who your best friends ought to be? They're on a scale. And you should be able to put it on a piece of paper. The one that fears the Lord the most. And the one that fears the Lord next most. And the one that fears the Lord third after that ought to be your top three friends. Because that shows your character of who you want to be around and who you want to help. He that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not, making vows to God or making vows to others in the name of the Lord. And we keep our vows. You know, we've all made marriage vows, those of us that are married. How often and how habitually Do we break those covenants, those vows? See, that's swearing to our hurt. Do you know what hurt you have in your marriage? It's hurting your pride to humble yourself and love your spouse the way you ought to. He that putteth not out his money to usury. When you loan money to the poor, you're not in it to make money. Nor taketh reward against the innocent. You would never do anything, no matter how much you were paid, no matter how big the bribe, to ever get anyone else in trouble. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. Man, that's the word of the Lord. He that doeth these things shall never be moved. I grew up hearing, if you made a decision for Jesus, you're going to heaven when you die. And see, that's just the same as finding my name in the book of life. And I watch thousands of people make those decisions for Jesus, and thousands of those, all of them, for the most part, not live up to it because they had eternal life guaranteed by a little decision for Jesus. This is the word of the Lord. Is this only in Psalm 15, or is this exactly how Second Peter chapter 1 reads? For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Second Peter chapter 1. This is the word of the Lord. Look at it. Do you backbite? When you drive home from church, do you say anything negative about anyone in here? 
you're going to hell. When you live the 168 hours of the week, do you live it righteously? Are you right in your dealings with other people? If you're not, you're going to hell. By the character, the character traits that you are showing. There is no eternal life abiding in you. Because he that is born of God sinneth not. And I'm not going to give any exceptions to it because the word of God doesn't always give exceptions to it. Because it wants to get your attention. Sinners don't go to heaven. Forgiven sinners living a righteous life go to heaven. Do you love your na- every person in your life that God has put in your life? Do you love them and do good toward, toward them? Do you protect their reputations by never allowing anything negative to be said by others? And you don't say it. Do you contemn vile persons, but you honor them and lift them up and exalt those that fear the Lord? We want to praise others. We want to praise those that fear the Lord. We want to honor them. Do you swear to your own hurt and never change? You keep your word. You're honest in all of your dealings. Would you never make money off a poor person but always be trying to help them? Would you never be bribed no matter what? Do people know that no matter what the consequences, you would never compromise truth no matter what you were offered? These things are listed here. It's a simple psalm. Do our lives measure up to it? The father of our Lord Jesus Christ named David of the Old Covenant wrote this for us. By the inspiration of God, it is so similar to Matthew chapter 5, the first 12 verses. May the Lord humble us today to look in here and see which one of these I am the weakest in. Lord, forgive me. From this moment, I confess that folly and rebellion against thee and I will change my life. That's the purpose of the Word of God. May the Lord help us do that from Psalm 15.